welcome to Dental Appointment, a podcast by two dental students aiming to give you an insight into the world of dentistry. We will be discussing all things dental related, from dental applications to life as a dental student. We will also provide you with an insight into our own experiences, as well as talking to other members of the profession about a range of different topics to get their views and learn about the different opportunities after dental school. My name is Ryan. And I'm Becky. And this is Dental Appointment. Welcome back. In part two of this episode series, we are joined by Bruno and Paula, two BGS5 students from the University of Aberdeen, to discuss what life is really like as a dental student. Hi guys, thanks for joining us today. Hello. Hello. Hi Bruno, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm not too bad. Paula, how are you doing? I'm the same, good. Yeah, how are you finding the lockdowns? Yeah, difficult, but getting through it. It's pretty tough going. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are now? So, yeah, as um, Becky said, I'm a final year dental student at University of Aberdeen. Um, I doing, I'm doing uh, this degree as a postgraduate degree. I've done dental therapy previously uh, at the University of Dundee. I went into that straight from school. Um, after completing that degree, I decided I wanted to do a little bit more. Uh, I took a gap year um, where I went on holidays and kind of relaxed for a year, which I think I needed a lot. <laughs> and then after that, I decided to come to University of Aberdeen. Well, I got accepted to come here, <laughs> luckily. And yeah, that's where I am now, trying to hopefully finish soon. <laughs> Very good. What about you, Prona? Uh, so I'm very similar to Paula, actually. Um, I did dental therapy at the University of Edinburgh um, straight from school. Um, it's a four-year course, so I went straight from... I didn't have a gap year. I just went straight from uni at Edinburgh to Aberdeen. So, yeah, it's been a long haul. So looking forward to finishing. And how did you guys find, like, sort of transferring from dental therapy to dentistry? I, I thought it was a, it's a really good course. It's just a good standing block just to get um, your bearings with, with everything, I suppose. The theory is quite heavy at the start and knowing quite a lot of the clinical stuff already from in first year um, was really handy because we could focus a little bit more on the anatomy that we don't really get to do much of in therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would agree the same. I found it uh, good to have the background knowledge of the dental field, but I think there's a lot more to it when I came to dentistry. I kind of thought from therapy, like, oh, I know it. Like, I know most of it. Like, I'm going to be the best. And then I came here and I was like, wow, there's a lot more to do, a lot more to learn. But it was definitely a good, like, start to have the, even being with patients, like, having that experience of even speaking to them not even doing the treatment but just like knowing how to act around them and things yeah like communication and all that sort yeah of thing. yeah definitely and was Aberdeen like your first choice for dentistry yeah um it was for me um coming from Dundee it was only a three-year course um so you don't get an honours degree at the end of it um so Aberdeen was the only choice in Scotland for that would accept that um, any other dental school um, you'd have to have an uh, honours degree for so it was kind of my only choice <laughs> to be honest but it, apart from that I would probably like to come here anyway just because it's a smaller school 
um, less people per year, which is obviously great. You get more experience with clinicians and one to more one to one teaching and so on. Um, yeah, so that was my my reasoning. Yeah, I much the same with Paula. Aberdeen definitely stood out for me because it was a four year course, definitely, and obviously being postgraduates, we're all old and grumpy and um just <laughs> very much alike so I think that also was a, a big factor as well um just being with people of similar age and mentality so yeah 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 having a four-year course is a hundred percent a big plus in my opinion and Paula you said there about it was the only kind of school in Scotland that would have accepted you did you consider any schools in England or were they the same? Uh, no, personally, there is a few in England that uh, potentially could accept me, but I have was kind of set on Scotland. Um, one, you don't have to pay fees and England's a bit too far away for me. <laughs> I know it's still close, but I just wanted to be more uh, local um, anyway. And obviously not paying fees this is a huge, huge impact. Yeah, that's fair. And fees are a huge thing. So yeah. not having to pay them is a huge benefit in Scotland, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's changed now, though. I think Dundee have started to accept, accept people that have got a bachelor's degree in oral health sciences. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it has, yeah, it's developed a wee bit. Um, but yeah, it's still the only two sort of in yeah. Scotland. But I guess we still have the advantage of doing the four years instead of the five. Yeah. So if I had the choice, even now, I would still then choose Aberdeen over Dundee just purely because of the five, four years as well. Yeah, um, I was the same. I was yeah. the exact same. Yeah. So how did you guys find like the application process for dentistry? Because um, you have to do UCAT for dentistry as opposed to dental therapy. Yeah, I, I thought the UK CAT was definitely very, very stressful and it was difficult. Um, but I, I did, I did, I was saying earlier to Bruna, I did enjoy some of the parts of it. Like, I like that kind of type of exams with like the, not the English bit, but the one with the little circles and things. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but I did enjoy that part of it. But generally the process was stressful, sitting the exam was stressful. And I think the worst thing about about it is you get like one shot and then if you don't do well you have to do it and again the year after um so I think that that just made me <laughs> super stressed but uh, apart from that the rest of the process was, was really similar to therapy because uh, we had the same style of interview as we did here yeah mm -hmm. I quite I, I hated the UK cat like I hated it it was awful um, every minute of it, studying for it, doing it afterwards, it was just horrendous. Like, I'm actually breaking out in a rash just thinking about <laughs> it. Like it's breaking out in a stress rash, like thinking back, it was just horrendous. Um, but I quite liked the interviews. I, I don't know, I just think that that's where my strength was and just, um, you know, I just enjoyed that. I enjoyed the style of it, obviously the multiple short interviews. You guys will remember more clearly than us. Um, but uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, I think I definitely uh, prefer the these uh the style of interviews um with the stations rather than like a face to face just like grilling. <laughs> to be honest, it's a bit more interactive and it kind of at every station you can kind of have a new goal. So yeah. even if you do something wrong, you can then kind of show off your other side that's maybe better and yeah. shows your strengths and weaknesses more. So I think it's good. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And like you said, Brona, it's like knowing where your strengths are, um, especially as part of the application process regarding like whether it's UCAT or like your interview or, you know, it's sort of playing on those strengths. Yeah. 
definitely. And was that something that you both kind of actively thought about when you were picking unis in terms of like UCAT scores and types of interviews? Yeah, so I originally applied for dentistry when I was just coming out of school and I only applied to Glasgow um, and they did emphasise hugely on the UCAT and they did say there's a certain cut off you to even get an interview. So yeah, I think like that's probably the UCAT was probably my stumbling point from the start, I think. I mean, I wouldn't change my route to dentistry any other way, but I think definitely the UK cat <laughs> is something that I've always held a grudge over because I think that was a huge hurdle for me to get over. <laughs> Finally, I did it four years later, but um, but yeah, it's just, it was not nice. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did do research um, before, obviously, choosing where to go and so on, like what unis accept what kind of UK cat scores and like what the interview processes are and things like that. Just like mentally prepare and just to know what I'm aiming for as well, like mm-hmm. with the scores and things. I think also though it's really important out there for like any new grad or new or any people thinking of applying um to not be put off by a low UK cat score. I mean mine wasn't anything special at all. And I think like I really felt disheartened and I just was really wanting to get you you read online about all the numbers and everything else. Um and I know a few people that actually didn't apply purely on their UK CAT score and they didn't want to waste an application um to a certain school or um to even a certain degree. Um I think just a good thing to take from this is just to just go for it and it doesn't matter about any numbers, don't read online about averages or anything, just apply and just hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. And I think because the scores can be so variable each year, you know, and it's it's often the unis will look at the average of that year. So if that average is lower and you've maybe not done as well as what you'd hoped, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get offers for interviews and then offers for uni after that. Yeah. So it is kind of, don't be too disheartened. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. You could have like a banging personal statement as well. Like that would pull you up so much. Um, considering of the different dental schools that you would apply for. It's all about being strategic, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So as both of you are now final year dental students, could you just talk us through a bit about what a normal day is like for you guys as dental students? Yeah, overall, um, it is stressful. Like, I think that's no secret (laughs) for anyone that this is a stressful degree that you have to put a lot of commitment work in. It's not just a walk in the park um but obviously coming into such a degree does give you a lot of satisfaction and appreciation and you know you you feel amazing at points but there is obviously difficult times and stressful times and you're coming home one day crying one day laughing it's ups and downs but um you're in it for the ride so well ryan i'll take you through a step-by-step day typical day for me so I wake up in the morning, I have a bacon mm-hmm. roll, which um, has now been a thing since I've stopped being a vegetarian. <laughs> I'm in a bacon roll like every day. I walk to uni with Paula or I cycle. And I'm normally not late with Paula's, um, she's on my back all the time about not being late. And then um, we go to our morning clinic, we get our scrubs on. Obviously we go down to our morning clinic, to our morning clinic, have lunch. And then obviously this is before COVID, we'd all have a chat about our morning. Um, we'd all discuss patients and then we just have a laugh Um, there's normally quite a good banter between everyone and we get to mix with all the other years as well Um, and then we go back for our afternoon clinic if we're in all day if you're lucky enough you can have a wee half day you can go home and study or whatever um, or not 
and then yeah we just go back home and if you have like extra if you want to do extra reading or if you want to go for a run or something else that's that's just a difficult day I'm not normally the one doing the extra reading I'm the one out running but um but yeah very interesting very busy yeah busy definitely and how do you guys find ways to manage your stress then Brona you says you're out a run yeah, if you see a mad woman out running the streets in Aberdeen, that's not really me de-stressing. Um, yeah, I think just I think exercise and um, like being a part of like clubs and things and seeing other people outside of dentistry has always been a big stress relief. Just completely forgetting about dentistry um, entirely and just doing something else has, has been a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, just making um, to-do lists <laughs> and um, having a calendar that's color-coded online and I just sit and put everything in. I feel um, like planning out and like putting what I need to do at certain times in color codes just makes me a lot less stressed knowing I can just like, I know I'm going to do this. I know when I'm going to sort it out. So I think time management and like having everything planned, worked out, helps me and sometimes relaxing like yoga but not as much running (laughs) not my thing facials massage (laughs) yeah facials um just having a time to myself like watching netflix relaxing all that (laughs) self-care yes self-care that's my (laughs) i think it's really important though to turn off at points and just have time to yourself and just kind of um get away from everything yeah yeah i think like what you say both of you actually that it's it doesn't even really matter what you're doing as long as it's something completely out with dentistry that can take your mind off it really helps calm the stress yeah 100 percent. i was gonna say there's like there's no right way it's just whatever works for you doesn't it yeah that's true so how did you guys feel about moving to aberdeen and sort of living in aberdeen funnily enough like i found it quite easy like I I don't know I think I I don't mind moving around too much um I'm not much of a home bird and like I I do just I quite like having a new city to explore um but I originally actually was planning to move to Forest so that's a town like two hours north of Aberdeen so I was like mentally preparing for this job that I'd accepted um just as a backup in case I didn't get an offer for Aberdeen so I think I was like oh my god this is like in the middle of nowhere I'm gonna have like sheep for friends and then I got an offer for Aberdeen and I was like oh thank god I'm in like a city like this is amazing so I think I like I like came down from like the work my kind of scary in the middle of nowhere scenario and like back into a city and a small city but still a city and I so I think that's that made it a lot easier for me I was quite glad that I'd, I had that well I'm personally a huge home bird <laughs> and I in in my first degree I used to like cry every time my parents left <laughs> left me in Dundee even in like my final year I was like no <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah Aberdeen was a little bit farther away than I have been before and the first time I ever actually been in Aberdeen was the day of the interview for um the dental school so that's the first time I've ever seen it and the second time was when I actually moved here um but yeah, I was like, I was really excited because I was so happy to get in, and it was a new chapter in life and a new beginning of something great. So <laughs> I was like, I was definitely excited and um, felt quite. I felt like the city was nice, and there was a lot to do here, so I wasn't really scared of anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you go home quite a lot, Paula? Um, 
I do quite often just because my partner's back and Brona's like, yes, she does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> but um, I do just because my partner's back home um, <laughs> and he he works up there. So just trying to make my relationship work. <laughs> and I'm really close with my mom and dad. Like we're, we're a really close family um, and my brother. So I do end up going home just to see them and uh, things like that. So, yeah. So there's time for it? Yeah, there's definitely time. Um, yeah, 100%. That's the thing. If you manage your time well, kind of plan out your week, um, you can definitely have a lot of weekends free to just go home and kind of take the time off. Because most majority of the time when I do go home, I kind of take the time off and put uh, dentistry, uh, not as a side, but kind of like take a break from it. Um, so mm-hmm. 100% time. And what colour is that on the calendar going home? It's pink. <laughs> Because the nicest colour. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so you've said there, Paula, about the importance of managing your time and how you've found ways that help you in terms of organising everything and colour coding on your calendar. And Brona, how do you find ways to manage your time? I actually don't know. I was saying to Paula, I actually don't know how I've managed this because I do do quite a lot and I... I do tend to get away with it um, without kind of ruining myself. But I just think, like, I don't know. I just think I, I like to keep busy. I think this lockdown has showed that as well because not being busy, I think I just can't function as a human. I think I'm just like, oh, my God, the world is ending. But um, if I'm busy, I think I just find it easier to cope with, like, with things. Um, so, yeah, I've got quite a lot going on. But I don't know. I don't really know how I manage it. I just, I just manage <laughs> I don't have any colour coded diaries. I do try. I do try to like keep up with Paula and her diaries, but I just can't. I can't. It doesn't work for everyone though. I'm a very much a diary person. I think I'd die without my diary. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> you also keep a part-time job, Brona. Five part-time jobs. <laughs> well, not really. I've got like three proper jobs and then I've got two like kind of side jobs that I do. But <laughs> So I started making candles and I decided to sell, sell them as like a lockdown um occupying um hobby thing but yeah no I work as a I work part-time as a dental therapist um and I also I'm vaccinating now as well so that's really fun and I also have been doing a little bit of delivery so I did that over the first lockdown so that was good and do you think that helps you again with well maybe not the dental therapy job but do you think the others help you to relax? Yeah, definitely. So to sort of follow on from like your time management and sort of part-time jobs and things, um, is dental school as you expected? Um, well, so in some parts, yes, and in some parts, no. There is, um, I think it, personally it was, I expected it to be a little bit easier than it is. <laughs> it is quite hard, especially when I first started. I think just the jump from especially taking a gap here from like doing nothing suddenly to being really busy it was uh, quite big I just kind of came in like like life's great <laughs> uh, so I think it's a like, it needs a lot of commitment like um you know that that kind of thing so but apart from that I, I think fairly um yeah it's a lot of fun like you meet great people um obviously it's hard work but can everyone knows that so I think majority of it 
yeah, I'd agree. I think it's it's more or less um, what I expected. I, I think it was a big kind of jump with workload and things. And I, I know we've said that a few times, but and I'm not putting down the therapy course. I actually think that doing dental therapy was harder, I think, in terms of like how much we were actually in and in contact. I think I found that course tougher um, than, than this dental course, um, as in like patient contact wise and like, it's almost like an apprenticeship and you go straight from being a school leaver into that it's really really stressful and it's tough so I think like you know not not dissing or saying that that course is easy at all but I think dentistry there is just so much to cover and in in so much time really you've only got four years um so yeah I think it's a lot of theory a lot of practical um, so yeah, it's kind of what I expected in a, in a way. I do kind of agree with you there because I do, I do feel a huge difference between going to therapy straight from school and then being here now. I, I find it easier because I'm more mature. I'm um, like seeing patients, I find it like a lot easier. In therapy, I really struggled with like confidence and um, like especially speaking to patients, seeing patients, I found that very stressful, whereas it's a lot easier this time being more mature and older and great <laughs> so you think that set you up nicely to go into this course yeah 100 percent. yeah so you've talked about dental school kind of living up to what you expected but was there anything that surprised you when you started uh, yeah right I think what surprised me the most was possibly just the workload at the start I think just throwing all the anatomy at us the toes the feet the arms the legs like it was just like what is this like why do we need to know all of this um and I think that was quite difficult at the start and also um once we got into BDS3 so that was BDS2 the anatomy and then BDS3 we got into the lab and I think there was just a, a mountain of lab stuff we had to do um and it was quite, you do at the time you question, why are we doing this? We're not lab technicians or why are we doing this? We're not anatomists. But at the end, when you start to get the later years, it all comes together. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I knew it was a lot, going to be a lot of workload. But then I think when I actually came here, I was like, wow, there actually is a lot of work. And it's a lot of theory that I didn't like even think about. I was like, oh yeah, we'll be learning about teeth. But actually there's a lot of physiology, anatomy and things like that, that um, I didn't even think about. And like Bruno was saying, lab work, I didn't even know we would be doing lab stuff. Um, I just assumed we'd be focusing on in the mouth things and not actually going to the lab. So um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that they're both things that people that are applying probably don't realise are aspects of the course and yeah. do get covered quite a lot in a lot of detail. Yeah, you're expected to know that right the way through, like you said, Brona, as well. Like it's not just something that you know in first year, it's something you need to know all the way through and your career as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we get asked odd question and it's like, oh my goodness, I forgot this. And the, <laughs> the clinician's looking at you like, you should know this. You've been doing this for four years and it's like, oh what did you get asked on the day Paula what artery what do you guys you might know this <laughs> you guys have probably know this more than we do because we've just forgotten uh, yeah I was in an MOS clinic uh, the other day after being in lockdown for so long with my poor little brain being tired and one of the clinicians just got a skull out and started quizzing anatomy questions and I was like well I've learned this like about four years ago so <laughs> let's have a bash but it's difficult it's just 
trying to get keep on top of things as well. You, I think maybe comparing to um, other friends that studied different degrees, I feel all the time it's more like, oh, I've learned this. I sat the exam. I can kind of move on from that. Whereas I think in in our degree, you just have to keep on top of things. As you said, Becky, even when we're qualified, you just have to you have to keep keep the knowledge. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've talked very much about teeth there and what's expected from dental school, but what is there to do sort of in Aberdeen that's not like academic? I really like Aberdeen because it's close to the sea. I like running along the beach and I like swimming in the sea as well. And I think there's a lot to do just around Aberdeen anyway. I think there's lovely countryside. Um, There's Stonehaven, which is just 20 minutes down the road. You can go for ice cream and nice walks there. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of people with Aberdeen either love it or you hate it. And I think it's just about making the most of it. I think it's a really nice part of the world and just getting out there and, and exploring is definitely key to enjoying it. Yeah, I would agree. I um, originally am from a small town, so there's not as much to do. So for me, coming like Brona's mentioned Aberdeen being a small city, but for me, it's huge. Like uh, there's a lot more to do than where I'm from. So there's shops, restaurants, you know, uh, loads of activities. So I really do enjoy it. And there's a lot to do for everyone, to be honest. Yeah, I would totally agree too. It's such a nice little city. And it's kind of like you're like a 10 minute drive out of the city and you're like in the countryside, I find. So you both mentioned there that there's a lot to do in Aberdeen. And if you can think back to kind of pre-COVID, is it fair to say that the social life is quite good in Aberdeen then? Yeah, definitely. It's good. Um, I think I've had a better social life up here than I did when I was in Edinburgh, <laughs> which is probably a bit backwards because then it's just a bit of a full-on course but yeah I think um it's definitely good and I think cause it's a small it's a small city and there's it's there's full of students so I think when you go out you always bump into people that you know it's quite nice you know if you're out with some another group you always bump into someone else um could be a clinician if it's if you're Paul <laughs> in Paula's case might be a clinician might be um some of the staff at the dental school if you're unlucky but um but yeah I think it's it's actually a really good night out there's lots of clubs there's a good nightlife there's a good buzz around the place um there's yeah it's good yeah I would agree there's um the nightlife's great like like you're saying you can always bump into people there's always people around someone's always up for a night out but even not going out wise there's loads of stuff to do like um we organized previously like bowling trips and cinema trips and things like that so there is a there is a lot to a lot to do and you guys were involved with the dental society is that right yes yes that is true what roles were you uh, so i was president and paula was vice president but we kind of shared president role really we were both we were both um pretty busy with it and what did your roles sort of entail uh boss and paula around <laughs> you wish um well apart from bossing paula around (laughs) um entailed organizing events throughout the year and creating a sense of community throughout the dental school um including the staff and the students and events we organized pub quizzes christmas meals like halloween pub crawls and our biggest event was the dental ball um so we always have a dental ball every year um which is really good fun so yeah and it was just it was just creating like just fun things to do at weekends and also raising a bit of money for charity as well so we always have a chosen charity um which is important to us and we try and raise money for that throughout the year as well 
Yeah, it sounds like great fun. And would you sort of recommend or encourage people that sort of are thinking about getting involved in the dental society to get involved? Yeah, definitely. I'd say your Paul agrees as well. Um, I'd say it's probably it was probably my stress most stressful year. I think BDS three. So in BDS three, that's when you take on the roles of the society, and I think just juggling it all and it also being dental related as well. So you found your spare time was actually dental related, and it just did become quite heavy. Um, and it was just like, oh my goodness, like I can't be bothered with this anymore. But it was that was very small. That was not a lot of the time did I think that, but I I did enjoy like every minute of it. Like it was really rewarding, and it I just I quite like organizing things, so I think it just gave me something to to do and organize. And I think Paula would be the same. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think it's a great thing to get involved. Personally, I don't think it was my st- more most stressful year. I had another year that was more stressful, but um. Yeah, it's great to get involved with, and there's a lot of roles that people can get get involved in that are harder and involve more work or less. So there's definitely you can pick a role depending on how available you are as well, mm-hmm. uh, and still be on some part involved, which is great. Um, and with with us being a small cohort, um, we're kind of like all a family, so it's quite nice to organize events and everyone kind of knows everyone. So it is it is really a really rewarding thing. And would you say these things are like quite good on people's CVs? Personally, I would say yes. Um, I try to get involved when I was applying for here. I tried to get involved in things as well in my previous degree in school, just because I, from what I've heard, like even employers or other, if you're applying for courses, they definitely look at things like that because it shows you've got something else going on rather than just like sitting in your books or mm-hmm. just doing the thing that you're there to do. So yeah. But you shouldn't do it for the CV. You should do it for the fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A good message there, Bruna. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a great idea to have a society running that can create events so that you can socialise with people in your school out with a kind of dental setting as well. So even though it is kind of dental related, the society itself, you're creating events that aren't necessarily dental related and gives everybody a chance to kind of see each other in a different light yeah yeah 100 i think being such a small um sort of dental school as well like everyone is pretty close and with you guys you seem really close and is it right that you live with each other yes yes we do <laughs> how long have you lived together uh three years yes yeah, so we lived together since bds2 and still do so did you stay together in first year um no what what did you do for accommodation then? Um, so I've never, like I said previously, I've never been to Aberdeen before. So like, I didn't know what areas are like good. Like, where should I stay? Like, what what to avoid? Like, I I just didn't know where to go at all. So I've looked into a few options, and then I ended up going with private halls. So I stayed in student accommodation in uh, first year, and this was uh, eventful. It was a lot of fun. Um. But yeah, but I I was living with nine people. Wow. So yeah, so that's a lot of people to be sharing. And we shared a kitchen and a living space. Um, although I had my own bathroom and uh, bedroom, it's still 
a lot um, to a lot of people to be around so after the first year I decided oh now I know where to go I've made some friends Rona <laughs> so I'm going friend. to yeah I made one friend <laughs> no I'm joking so yeah the best option was for me to move in with obviously someone I'm doing the course with and so on yeah, so you went to Halls then, Paula, and what about you, Brona? Um, so I was really lucky, actually. I had a friend already up here who owned a flat. Um, she was studying medicine and she had a spare room. So, uh, yeah, I was landing on my feet there. So it was really good. I think I was looking at halls and stuff like that and looking at different avenues. But, um, so yeah, I was pretty lucky. So with you both staying together and going through different experiences in first year and living with people maybe outside the dentistry... How do you guys find loving together when you're both studying dentistry? Um, I think there's pros and cons to it, really, actually. I think it was quite good because we, for a while, were in different clinical groups. So we weren't, like, on top of each other all the time. We were, we did have something to come home and talk to about over dinner. Um, so that was quite good. But I think it can also get quite stressful, say, if there's exams coming up or it can be... A blessing and a curse because we we do study really well together but I think if we're both not at the same level of revision and maybe one person knows a bit more than the other we can both kind of get a bit like ah like we need to work harder or um so I think it can be quite tense over exam time which is totally normal and totally expected but otherwise it's it's actually really good because if we do have a problem and we're both going through the same thing we have each other to talk to and and a shoulder to cry on <laughs> Yeah, I personally have never lived with someone that was studying the same thing as me. So this is the first time. Um, And I have to admit, like, at the start, I was quite scared being like, oh, I'm not sure. I think I was expecting it to be very uh, stressful and that we'd always be talking about dentistry and uh, we'd get kind of like it would get too much because it would be like maybe competitive or something. So that was what I I was scared of. because I never had that experience before but I have to say like personally I think uh, we're quite good at just coming home and being like obviously we have the chat like how was clinic what did you do what what was going on with you today and then after that we're quite good at kind of moving on and just chatting about anything else in the world really I think we're both like personality wise just quite like chilled and not not like that so it's that it works out really well and I feel during like exam times it can be a huge blessing just having each other to even like someone else is in the same shoes as you you're both feeling the same you feel the support like you don't feel like you're in it alone um you kind of getting through it together um it can obviously study together and things like that so I think it's it's really beneficial as well mm-hmm. can obviously have its um downs and things but and overall if we've stayed here this long together then it must be good <laughs> I'm still alive, so <laughs> it's, it's good. Um, but yeah, I think if you eat, sleep and breathe dentistry, I think it can really breed a really bad kind of mindset. And I think that was a worry, obviously, being together and doing this exact same thing. Like, it, you could just get into a complete hole of just being like, oh my God, this is my life, I've got nothing else. And Yeah, I think it's it's good that we can talk about different things. Yeah, it's good to even sometimes mm-hmm. just being mindful of it and being like, whoa, like, right, we've been talking about let's dentistry stop. too much, yeah. like, let's just stop it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we were both quite good at being like, right, let's just leave dentistry now, let's just focus on something else. Like, I think you even have to be mindful of that and kind of push yourself to be like, let's take a break. Yeah, it can be quite overwhelming, can't it, if you let it? 
yes yes and I think that's probably one of the challenges that well it could be one of the challenges that a lot of people maybe suffer from um in dentistry what would you say yourselves is the most challenging thing about dental school I personally feel probably the most challenging thing for me was just the workload the commitment um you know you have to go to clinics you have to get up you have to be on time you have to be organized you have to put the effort in there's no just winging it oh I'm gonna go in just not care and you know you have to actually be on the ball put the effort in but that's the thing if you're going to do this course we are we all want to do this we're all up like we all want it really bad so it's easier to do that but that was that's probably the most challenging just keeping on top of things just always being there and trying to get not get yourself overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with it as well and making sure you have that time to take a break to see your family to just talk about something else to not get overwhelmed by it and kind of in a hole with it definitely I think also I 100% agree and I think also to add to that is it's been really hard obviously being a postgraduate student and kind of putting your life on pause to do this um and seeing all your mm-hmm. other friends who have graduated um out working and and you know kind of moving on with your life while you're kind of stationary and working towards your ultimate goal so I think that's it's been quite hard from that aspect as well so like non-dental related um it's been quite hard from that aspect as well we worth it in the end though mm-hmm. yeah, yeah hopefully <laughs> Yeah, I think, like you say, it is, it is a big commitment. And I think that's maybe even relatable for those that are going from school, whose friends are maybe just going straight into jobs as well, and they're going to uni. Um, It is kind of looking and seeing people around you at different stages to you at that point. But if it is what you want to do, then you'll get there and it'll be worth it in the long run. So that was some of the challenges. What's been your favourite thing about dental school? Oh, I, we had to answer this question for our yearbook. Um, and I, I found this a really hard, not that because I didn't have any favourite things, but I found it really hard to choose and to pinpoint because I've, like, I've looked back in my time and I've had a really, I've had a ball. It's been fantastic. Um, but I think my, my favourite, favourite point um, so far has been being in the society. And um, I think the dental ball was probably my favourite, just seeing all our hard work come together and how we worked as a society and achieved that and we just had it was like the best time we just had a really good time and it just felt like oh this is so good yes yeah I have to say um I agree with Bruna like being in a society was definitely one of the highlights um, and yes we did have to answer this for a yearbook and I didn't have many words left for the yearbook so I put eating mac and cheese from the cafe as my favorite thing but it's one of those things that it's so simple but even the lunch times when everyone was together pre-covid in the um quiet room you know eating mm-hmm. whatever you're eating in my case mac and cheese just chatting having a laugh and like just the people like you know just the simple simple things of just being together and yeah. having a laugh having some banter is just amazing yeah. crying <laughs> i know <laughs> I know I really miss it I do I miss it so much it's it's just not the same it's just not the same just now but anyway it is it's quite funny that you both picked up on something that isn't even dental related at all but I think that does sum up dental school really that yes academically going through dental school is one thing but the whole kind of social side and meeting loads of people and kind of mixing with hundreds of people 
is a really rewarding aspect of it as well. And I think it's something that people often forget about when they're trying to apply to dental school and they think about what dentistry is like. They maybe forget about that whole other side to it. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And like I know that we're like Aberdeen, we are a small um school, like there's only twenty people on each well, around twenty people on each cohort. But even other dental schools when it's like sixty pupils, like you still get so sort of build really good friendships with everybody that you're dental school with, which is such a nice thing. Yeah, I agree. So sort of just to follow on from that, is there anything that you guys can say to those that are maybe aspiring to enter the profession like any advice that you can give to them I would just say um like if you really do want to do it like if your heart's in it you'll definitely succeed and you just have to put your effort in but have fun at the same time you know um enjoy the the good times and a lot of dentistry is based on seeing patient wise like we start seeing patients nowadays really early I think in most schools um now they're bringing that to younger years so even seeing patients helping them out gives you so much satisfaction and if it is something you really want to do you'll love that like you'll go home and you'll feel great you know because you actually start caring about these people (laughs) so yeah I think put your heart in it and enjoy the ride yeah, definitely. I, I I think I could beat that actually, Paula. That was good from you. <laughs> um, Thanks. <laughs> I actually didn't prepare, so Yeah, I would agree completely. I think just totally throw yourself in and especially just uh, embrace uni life, whether you're starting it from the first for the first time or it's your second degree. Um there's no excuse to, to not just completely um embrace it and um yeah just enjoy being a student because it is good I know we've had a bit we've now got an extended time of being a student and it is like we are all complaining about it but I think we'll look back and there's no rush to go into the real world but um I think especially looking back in dentistry being um and the course and the and the final result of being a dentist I think it's a it's a really nice um profession it's really rewarding I think um there's just a lot of aspects of the course there's science there's art there's um patient care med- like medical aspect of it as well obviously so it, it does dentistry is like a nice degree that just pulls everything in together yeah that was some great advice from you both and I think it is going into the profession for the right reasons and realizing that there is a lot more to dentistry than you might initially have thought about so it's been great to have another insight into the life as a dental student throughout the years of dental school and thank you to both Brona and Paula for joining us today. Yes, thank you very much for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. Really good. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for putting up with us. We've loved having you on and hopefully this will be useful to those that are listening. We are really enjoying making these episodes and we hope you have found them interesting and learned a little more about dentistry. And you can follow us on Instagram at dental underscore appointment to keep up to date with us. Until our next episode. Bye. Bye.